All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast. Uh, tonight, we have no Bart for our fantasy fishing show, but you have myself, Bailey Eichbrett, the captain, Mr. Andy Full, and uh, from Colorado, uh, about to drive through a dang ice storm tomorrow, we have Mr. Adam Deacon. Yeah. What's going on, boys? Low and slow, buddy. Low and slow. That's right. You know, be- <laughs> guys, before we get too deep here, because it is the Bassmaster Classic show, I want to make it more like, make it a little bit better, heighten the stakes a little bit here. And uh, I'm going to change this background for our folks tuning in tonight. All right. So I'm going to take us off the screen for a second to change our background, really lay it out for folks. Oh. <laughs> there Ooh. we go. Uh, Love it. We're and talking I, Bassmaster Classic. And let's put Bailey on bottom because that's where he belongs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Andy. We're talking about fantasy fishing here. You might belong at bottom there. Yeah, buddy. I'm calling it now. I'm probably going to finish last this year and have to fish the giant wiener lure. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> we didn't tell people about that. Oh, shoot. <laughs> My bad. It's all right. Disregard, it's- folks. Disregard. <laughs> our, our, goal for, our goal for the season to make Bart last anyways. We're good. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. And, and real quick, Team Bass Pack here. Uh I did call it last week, Carolina Rig and Buddy Gross. So I just want to call props. I should get bonus points for that. Just saying. You don't get yeah, any bonus points. It doesn't get, you don't get bonus points if your team also sucked, though. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. I just had one guy bomb that just killed me. I did, too, but my team didn't do bad. <laughs> uh, I lied. I had uh, two guys finish below 50th. I had two guys finish below 50th. I wasn't that bad. I think with that being said, we do not have Mr. Adam Bartuzik tonight. Uh, We may or may not have a special guest join us in a little bit here. I have a surprise for for the guys joining tonight and for folks. We have a friend that might join us in about uh, five or so minutes. But before he joins us, we have to recap the Harris Chain event. And uh, really quick, before we start diving into that, I want to let everyone know that the Chasing Hardware series, episode one was posted last night on the YouTube channel. Mm. If you guys want to go check that out. Just a real quick shameless plug. It's great. Everybody should watch it. I tuned in for all 50 minutes or whatever it was. Bailey did a fantastic job. Yeah, that's some serious work, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, on better notes, let's uh, let's start pre- um, recapping the Harris chain because I am curious to see points wise. I know what Deacons is because we already chatted about it briefly, but I'm curious how you guys did and uh, what picks uh, showed up for you, what picks did not. And uh, Andy, let's let's kick it off with you, buddy. How did the Harris chain go for you? It, it went not too bad. I did pick the overall winner, which I still think I should get some bonus points for. Um, my bucket was a D and E guys kind of squashed me, but other than that, I had three somewhat decent finishes. And like I said, I picked the uh, overall winner and I'm pretty sure I was the closest out of all four of us for total weight. Cause I think the three of you, you Bart and Adam were all in the nineties. Yeah. So I think I was the closest with total weight. But um, yeah, it was fine. I think uh, it was a kind of a, I think it would have been a completely different event if Brian Schmidt and Scott Martin landed all their fish. 
one Scott Martin should have won on day one. Oh, dude, I'm just saying hard. that now. I would have loved to have seen uh, Scott Martin's bag that he had hooked, but uh, we'll just blame Trocar and move so, on. Yeah, what, what's really funny is I was sitting oh, on Bailey's couch when uh, Scott Martin was going through those fish losses, and he hooked one. I was like, he's going to lose it, and it came off like within seconds of me saying that. I was like, oh, my gosh, that poor guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I was texting you guys feverishly when he lost that one. Like, I knew it was coming before it was the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, he hooked it, he started bringing it around the boat, and I thought he should have kept going. It got back and turned back on him, and he just is too. Uh, I don't know, it just bothered me. But hey, I mean, he's the professional, I'm not. I was armchair quarterbacking. Two takeaways do not slackline hook set like a madman with trocars because you'll rip a giant hole in the fish's mouth because they're so sharp. And then the other takeaway is when you're fighting a fish next to the boat that's a giant, don't grab the line. Like, yeah, did you see that? As soon as he grabbed the line, you see, thunk. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of saw that, but I wasn't sure if it was. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's what caused it. But it yeah, was, here we uh, go. Oops, I'm sorry. Sure you guys have seen that? Yeah, <laughs> Jim Johnson's uh... emotional, emotional damage. damage. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that was the epitome of emotional damage. Was watching Scott Martin. I, I feel so bad because, <laughs> like everyone has that has fished, can completely understand what that feels like. That sucks. It hurts. Yeah, I, I well, give him props for keep trying to grind and keep losing. How much talk? What did I end up? Nine forty six. Nine forty six. Okay, so we gotta tally our little golf scoring here. And Bart sent Bart is not joining any, but he sent me his picks and his weight for this event, but he never sent me his points. What? So, that's the whole point of this. I think Thanks. he's just embarrassed by how bad he did. So that's probably why he doesn't have, uh, he didn't send wonder, me his points. I wonder if we could find him somewhere. Do you know if he's in our fantasy fishing? Yeah, it's probably all the way at the bottom, though. I don't know if you can search people on fantasy fishing. I'm just uh, texting him to give us the points here. I text him. But uh, while he does that, uh, Deacon, you want to go next? Yeah, man. So I had um, one thousand one hundred and sixty-eight points. Ooh. Now, what picks did well for you? What ones kind of sucked? Yeah. So definitely, my players here were John Cox, um, Brian Schmidt. So that was sixth and seventh, or seventh and sixth. Uh, then I had Hackney who finished twelfth, just outside of the top ten, and then I had Peroznik with thirty-second. And then my bomb pick was Kyle Welcher. But, um, I mean, I had four guys that were three guys that should have been in the top 10. Hackney's just outside. So, overall, you can't complain when you got a bunch of top 30-ish range guys. Heck, yeah. I will, on the flip side, confirm, Andy, you did not get last this week. Oh. The uh, Adam Bartuzic. What? With 929 points. He just texted He sucks to suck, Bart. I, <laughs> yeah. I think we had to put out there the hashtag less Bart because less his head Bart. got so big. So Sorry. I think everybody that is listening needs to DM Bart now in hashtag less Bart and just blow up his phone after yeah. the <laughs> emotional damage everybody did to Deacon last week. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, Andy's fan is uh, Bartless. <laughs> he got a bunch of people to uh, like that. <laughs> every Bart got a bunch of people to DM uh, Deacon last week, and Deacon was so confused, looking at messages on Instagram of saying like more Bart, less Bart, whatever. 
So yeah, find Adam Bartuzic on either Facebook or uh, Inst- Instagram and message him Bartless or Less Bart just to make him feel bad for getting last this week. So, so real quick though, I do have to shout out one of my really good friends. I fished the Canadian Tire Open with him when we were able to go over to Canada. Right now, he is ranked number two overall in all of fantasy fishing. Dang. Yeah, Holy he's God. sitting first in our group, WNY Bass 2. He, uh, I was talking the other day, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I am ranked number two out of everyone in fantasy fishing. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had seen that. I yeah. saw that. I think he was second in our fantasy fishing group. Dang. Yeah. If you guys want to join that, the link's down below in the show notes. And I was like, Western New York bass? Yeah. I wasn't who that was. I didn't know who that was either. That's my buddy Josh. And a little side note on him too. A couple years ago, um, Kevin Van Dam and Zona were fishing that little lake in Michigan and catching him on that point. And he won the hummingbird unit off of that live show feed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) He's got good luck. (laughs) (laughs) So a little shout out to you, Josh. Um, keep it going and stop taking my money every week in our little side bet other group I'm in. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, uh, to conclude our recap of the Harris chain, Bart coming in last, Andy, you came in third because I came in second, just very close. You squeaked me out with 1,115 points. Oh yeah. By a hundred points. Yeah. That's yeah. not close. What are you talking about? <laughs> What? That's not close. Behind you? Yeah, you said a, a thousand one hundred and fifteen. What did yeah, I have? One thousand one hundred sixty-eight. Yeah, so I guess that's like that's 50 like fifty points. points. That's, that's a good pretty margin. close. It's pretty close in fantasy fishing. I guess yeah. there's five guys, so five divided. But yeah, okay, okay. It's pretty close. All right, all right. I'm sorry, I retract. No, 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 no. Fierce, fierce. <laughs> All I heard, all I heard, all I heard was like hurt in his voice when I said close. <laughs> but either way, I had Cox as well, who's in seventh. Uh, I had Drew Benton that got second, and Kenta Kimura and Bucket E that really was kind of clutch for me in ninth. So I had three in the top ten, and what really hurt me was Justin Atkins in ninetieth, and Chris Johnson surprisingly winding up in sixty third, which yeah. I did not see coming. I'm telling you, Corey's going to have a better season than Chris this year. He's fishing with the vengeance. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with that dynamic duo. But our guest, our guest here, we'll get into one quick second because we're going to update the golf store, uh, golf scoring here and tied. Well, technically you're both last place, but you're technically tied. If you want to talk about scoring tied for second is Andy and Bartuzic with hey. seven points. And then Deacon and myself tied for first with three points. We got a competition here, boys. Yeah, yeah we do. Winners and losers. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy to be tied with Bart at last. <laughs> and one more time, we'll remind folks, if you're watching this right now on live, find Bartuzic on social media and just send him a message of Bartless or less Bart. If Or if you're listening to this tomorrow, do the same thing and just <laughs> – He'll understand what's going on, but just, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> but I think without, uh, you know, without further ado, I told you guys I'd have a surprise for you, and we are bringing on our good friend for good reason, uh, Mister John King, apparently the king of Kentucky. What's Way to get on, those! Dude? Look at that hat. 
What a ball. It looks like Indiana. You Indian? Yeah, I was about to say Indiana Jones is in the house. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your podcast affair. This is, this is factual. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, it's been a long, long day. <laughs> yeah, you're down you. at the launch this morning, right? When it got yeah, canceled? I got, yeah, I got up there about 6 a.m. And uh, I actually, what's funny is I got up there, pulled my truck up, and just was hanging out. And all of a sudden, John Sukup was there. And uh, Matt Looney, who works for Pro Guide. And then all of a sudden, Keith Carson pulled <laughs> I'm not right. <laughs> uh, Keith Carson pulled up. So I spent my morning uh, hooking up a new battery for uh, Keith Carson. And then we kind of bitched about how cold our hands were. And uh, they made a right choice because in about an hour, I watched the water go up about a foot on the uh, lot on the courtesy dock. So, and I'd never been at a, uh, at a, I guess a pro event. So I'd never seen them just like let their boats off and just say F it and just like go off without people on them. So some people didn't trim their motors down. So like you'd see the props just bashing into other boats and things when their power poles weren't down. So that was, that was kind of a new thing to see. It was interesting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, uh, looking forward to watching the NPFL, but it sounds like it's just going to be a one day shootout. Is that how it is? Is that what they're doing? One day shootout, 50 grand. Yeah. and I'll be honest, if they can fish Saturday, I'll be surprised. Just because I was gonna say how Go how quick the lake came how quick the lake came up. And you know, the reason is this tournament was supposed to be two weeks beforehand and they moved it because the weather's, you know, typically we have a lot of rain and it floods and everything like that. So they moved it beforehand. So, you know, nothing they can do about the weather. Um but you know, also with the uh BPT and everything else canceling, they had to do it because you can you couldn't have fished today. It, it was too hazardous. I mean, people would blow lower units and you know people wouldn't catch fish, so they made the right safety choice. Safety first. Yep, yeah. safety first. For sure. Well, hopefully that they get to you know at least have that event, either if it's postponed to a later date down the road, uh, the year, or just maybe they can squeeze it in Saturday. Obviously, safety is always first, but hopefully they can do uh, pull off that event. I was actually looking forward to seeing those guys grind that out. But yeah, um, John, dude, it's going to be fun to have you on the show tonight. We got you joining <laughs> us for the different bucket selections. And uh, I do believe you have a surprise for us that we might uh, receive for the winner at the end. of. This oh, yeah. Show. Let's see if it shows up. I don't know if I can see it. Oh, my. So yeah, this this well, you know what? Someone was supposed to come by the house and pick it up, but they're an idiot and didn't do it. <laughs> they're an idiot. I, I, so you did you either call it. me that day, John, or did you text me and be like Bailey blew me off? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think he, you know what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was at the gym. <laughs> So I took it off a Bandit 22. So I took a Bandit 22 thing and kind of made this outline. I got to get the camera. So that's different. That's cedar, poplar, and different styles of wood. Um, So yeah, this whoever wins fantasy looks incredible. As long as it's not Bart, it's gonna go to them. (laughs) That's freaking awesome, dude. Dude, yeah, that that raises the stakes. That is awesome. Yeah. So. 
Hopefully, uh, when I go up to, well, dep- it really depends who wins it because I don't want to have to ship it twice. So I'll hold on to it. And, you know, if like, for example, when I go see Andy in June, uh, I'll just bring it up to him. So if he wins, but who's in first right now? It's myself and Deacon. Oh, yeah. Wait, I got to go that way. Us We're tied for first. Oh, well, it's still early. You'll, you'll lose. <laughs> Daily, yeah. Daily will lose. Uh, but dude, seriously, that thing is badass. That's Thanks, pretty man. awesome. I think uh, all Appreciate of us it. are going to be taking this much more serious, knowing that that thing's down the the line for the winner. But I will say also, I'm not surprised from the things that you've made there with Drunkwood. I know I have oh, a badass smallmouth that's sitting out in my kitchen right now. Awesome. But, uh, if you guys don't want to get some sick stuff like that, you just saw. Highly recommend checking out John's business, Drunkwood. Uh, Facebook's the main place for people to check it out, right, John? Uh, yeah, you can Facebook and Instagram. Easiest way to check it out. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah, it was it was cool actually. At this event, like I was walking through, and a couple of people actually recognized. So they're like, "Hey, you're the Drunkwood guy," and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Better hide. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. That's awesome. It was awkward when I was peeing at one time, and they pointed, and, and yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, besides, yeah. The point. yeah. All right. Well, now that John is joining us, we got the crew for tonight. Let's start uh, looking forward to next week on Lake Hartwell. Before we start picking our buckets here, uh, what do you guys have? Any predictions? Any hot takes? What do you think is going to be kind of the main pattern for for guys looking to win? What's the weather? I I haven't looked into that. It's going to get warm. It's warm now, then it gets a little cold, and then it gets warm again. So okay. I have the 10-day up right now for Greenville, and uh, today was a high of... Can you put it up on the screen, Bailey? I sure can. So everybody can see it? I sure can. Sure Because they're probably going through the same fronts we are right now. It's probably moving somewhat close to there. Mm-hmm. So here's what we probably got. Probably a warm trend after. Oh, shit. Tomorrow, 75, low of 43 at night. We got a couple, it looks like a small cold front coming in over the weekend, dropping down to lowest of 38, but obviously oh, wow. 55 with rain. But throughout the week, see some sun and it's only going to get warmer each and every day till day one, 66, partly cloudy with getting into the 70s in the weekend, which Sunday could be interesting, but it's, you know, that's a, a ways out. So, I mean, there might not even be rain on Sunday, but if temperatures hold true, that's a nice warming trend, and it's a few days after that warming trend really settles and gets some time to, to get used to that warm weather. It could be interesting. I don't think it's going to push all of them shallow. I think shallow is definitely going to play. But if I remember correctly, and apologize if I'm wrong here, that uh, when Cobb won shallow, I think that was literally a month from now or a month from next week. But when what Jordan year? Lee won it, he won them fishing docks, and it was basically the same time of year. They had like a big warm front come through in the last classic. It was Christy was wrecking them on a chatterbait, and his bite fizzled out because where he was catching them, they just disappeared. And then Jordan Lee crushed them down by the dam on docks because all the big largemouth pulled up shallow. But he wasn't doing that all three days, right? I think it was only the last day he. Yeah, I think he started like on a like a main main lake break, and he was catching them offshore like mixed bag spots and largemouth, and he was catching them on a neko rig and a jerk bait, if I remember correctly. And then he, the last day he moved up, and I think it was like 
ended day two, he start, he caught a couple big ones on docks, and the last day he fished docks all day, if I remember correctly. I think that's right. Hmm. And and then obviously you got the 2015 classic and the frozenness with all that. And for some reason, like I must have like not been paying attention to the 2018 classic. I think that one was in that. February too. Yeah, like it was so, early. It was it was actually this weekend in February. Got it. So really it was this derby is exactly between the last two classics yeah. almost exactly as far as a time time frame um so interesting stuff for sure i don't think obviously it'll be well it's not would you look through the weather nearly as cold as the 2015 classic but it's kind of that in between phase um so keep that I mean, that, that warm trend when it pushes those fish shallow i mean i think it, it I think it'll still be a combination. I think you're going to have to have both, and your kickers are going to come from those shallow fish. I'm thinking, like, I don't think one pattern, I, like, if you stay deep or stay shallow, that it'll work for three days. I think you need I think it's too early. I think you need a combination of both. Yeah, I agree. Andy, when, and, or anyone who was really paying attention to the 2018 classic, I need to go back and watch some of that, actually, but did. Did, was Christy up a river somewhere, chatterbaiting and stuff, or was he, he was fishing pocket? the back of pockets and like, uh, not reeds, whatever that weird grass that sticks up and is brown on Hartwell. He was fishing like drains okay. with like pencil reeds, like so, sparse pencil reeds. I don't know what the exact, but like I don't know. Either way, use up shallow on the bank, spinnerbait, chatterbait. Yeah, fishing some of the. More from from the secondary point back into the, the the back of a pocket, whether it's docks or any grass, basically any visual structure up shallow. Which I know he lost some big ones too. And the last mm-hmm. day, I think Jitters just got to him. Yeah. And you remember there was a point where his owners just like the voices have to be in his head because he lost oh, two. Poor guy, Christy man. Yeah. Same thing at freaking Grand. Yeah. <laughs> that final day. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Has I, anyone? I think you're gonna have to have a combination. Has anyone looked look at water temperature yet? Like to see what the lake is at right now. Someone posted in the chat. Forty nine degrees. Okay, oh, that's what I, I I thought. I just saw that forty nine degrees is. If they had the if they have the hot weather and decent overnights, it could shoot up. Uh, especially I'm with mid fifties, maybe by by the side of the classic. Yeah, still have lows at night. But I think it's going to be you're going to have an offshore spot in the morning to get most of your weight and you're going to be shallow in the afternoon. That sun's high for your one or two kicker bites. Mm. That's what it's called. Buck brush. I knew it started with the B, but I didn't want to be wrong. I wanted to call it bull rush, but uh buck so brush. Water is what was they high then. Hmm. I wonder what water levels like too. Your flippers are going to come into play. Well, yeah, it depends on if they get this rainstorm. Cause then after this, it's, it's, it's dead for a while. Yeah. Based on the weather there, so it's just getting through this and seeing even, how it plays out. Even up here, it's gonna be nice and warm and dry, like fifties and sunny. Nice, yeah, nice forties and sunny. Can't wait. If the so it showed on it showed on Sunday that it was rain that rain showers all day. I think that would be if you're if you're everything you have is predominantly shallow. I think that might be kind of scary. I think if you have a, a deep bite or an offshore bite. Um, that might make make you feel a bit more confident going into that weather pattern on Sunday, where it kind of might be more reliable than a shallow bite. I think it's going to be an in between, like that six to fourteen foot range. 
breaks real close to like flats. Hmm. When's practice cut off? Tuesday? Yeah, it starts tomorrow. Tuesday, and then they get the morning Wednesday, I believe, because then media day is Thursday. Way, okay. way far out practice, the classic kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, don't know, I think it's, it's going to be super interesting to see how it shakes out. Like, because there's a chance, too, that with that sun, just after that, right up that cold front, that big ones can get adjusted and you go for five bites. But then, you know, you could also find a good school of them that consistency is king, you know, for the three days. You never know how it could shake out. I think here's here's my opinion, and it's kind of more with uh, on the line of spotted bass fisheries. Um, but I think your fish catchers are going to do well. So your takus, your paraznics, those are two of my picks. But anyways, guys who catch them and are work through fish that are just um, really, really working through and have a 30, 40 fish day and get up to that higher weight by burning through fish, at least at the spotted bass front. Hmm. Yeah. It's a shame this guy – it's not a shame that he's not in bass anymore, but this speaks to me like a Brent Ayler type of tournament. 100%. I'd agree with that. Just catch him wherever you go. Yeah. Or Brian Thrift. Yeah. 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 Thrifty would kill on this, yeah. which is also a big pick of my who's going to win it. Ooh. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll get into that in a second here, but really fast to remind folks, we got a comment from Jonathan asking how we win prizes. Uh, basically, just throw out your hot takes, your predictions, contribute to the conversations we're having, um, some of your picks as we go through these buckets, and uh, we'll be all four of us will be giving out prizes. And uh, we'll uh, each one of us will be picking a winner, all four of us. Uh, John will actually, uh, if you want to give out the Hobie Eyewear Shades tonight, you can find your favorite comment, question, contribution to the conversation. Well, I better go on that. I better click on the comment bar. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, just be engaging, and uh, we'll, th- we'll throw some some free prizes your way. But uh, I think, guys, without further ado, let's start looking at uh, Group Andy, A here. Andy, I love when you drink your – like, just because I've been doing enough podcasts with you lately, when you drink your whiskey, you put your pinky up. Always, always even beers, whatever I'm drinking. (laughs) My pinky always goes up, whatever I'm drinking. Give me a glass of water. (laughs) It's like a natural reaction. (laughs) That's fantastic. Like, like I can Uh, hold it like this, and as it tips, it just rises. Like, it just goes. (laughs) No stopping it. (laughs) That's well. That's yeah. What, John? (laughs) Finish that sentence. (laughs) I'm gonna drink my water. (laughs) <laughs> I was waiting for the pinky just to rise. <laughs> Where's Pumpkin? <laughs> yeah. All right. Group A. Andy, you want to kick us off? I'm going short shorts himself, Patrick Walters. Um, I, I wanted Brandon Cobb, but I everybody's picking Brandon Cobb, and I don't think this tournament's quite in Cobb's wheelhouse to where they're going to be in the methylate worm up shallow underneath docks and every creek and cove. So, yeah, I pick, I'm going Patrick Walters. He's going to be ultra-focused. He's going to figure out how to catch him on that live scope, jerk baiting, neko rigging. He's going to he's gonna show out for the hometown, South Carolina. Yeah, I had the exact same thinking as Andrew. Took Patrick Walters, but I will say from the exact thinking of Walters can find everything from deep to shallow and catch him as good as the rest of them. 
But just for some reason, I, I'm surprised Hank Cherry is at 7.8%. Uh, just because, like, when it comes to Classic, he's proven the past two years, when it comes to Classic, he just shows up. It seems like regular season events, he's consistent, gets himself to the Classic, doesn't make a, a huge commotion. But when it comes to the Classic, he's just, like, laser-focused. Like, last year, he just, like, went there and went to work. Like, it was nothing. He made it look Gee. easy. Uh, so is 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 Patrick um, practicing tomorrow? Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. where's Patrick? At? Where is Patrick? Patrick <laughs> is in South Carolina, I guess. I was listening to BTL earlier because Bailey got on me about not listening to podcasts, and um, <laughs> yeah, so I was you? what? <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a joke. It's a joke. No, he's like, do you ever listen to podcasts? And I was like, no, never. Not now. I'm like on a podcast train while I drive. <laughs> So thanks, and um, I guess he called like the tournament director, like the owner of MPFL and was like, I totally messed up my days. I have to leave this tournament at Cumberland, even though he was already in Kentucky because he forgot practice started for the classic on Friday, day two of the Cumberland tournament. <laughs> See, I, I never knew that. That explains like this morning I was like looking for his rig and I was like, yeah. where's Walters at? Yeah. Did yeah, not he's know in- that. So he drove all the way to Kentucky, realized he messed up, and then drove back to South Carolina. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because I kept looking for him this morning. I was like, where's he at? And uh, Dude, probably a smart move on his yeah. part. Probably. That's just a uh, – I feel like it's just like one of those things that stands out, like especially you know, when somebody wins that they – like that's part of their story, right? You hear about those like weird little nuances when people win. It's like, yeah, I even I totally forgot about Bassmaster Classic practice, you know. <laughs> and I turned around, and had to go, and here we are. No, well, it's winning. not even that he turned around; he was in Kentucky in his house, unpacked, ready to practice for Cumberland, and pulled up his calendar and was like, "Oh crap, I need to be back in South Carolina." So <laughs> think of all the money he spent just to drive up there and come back, and the Oops. entry fee. Yeah. Oops. Ooh. I mean, let's knock on wood. Let's hope he wins so he recuperates some of that. So in the the spirit of being different, being that Andy just picked Walters, is anyone against me switching my pick to Hank Cherry? It's It's your pick, man. You can do whatever you you want. You haven't locked it in yet. This show's not over. Okay, lock it in. Hank Cherry. Group A. He. I'd love to see Cherry win, but I, I think with him winning two in a row, he's going to be pulled every which way for media and everything to where he won't be focused. And if you listen to, um, was it iClive or was it Bass U, where he talked about the elevator ride? Unless that happens again, he's not going to win. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what do you got for your, for your pick, John? Uh God, you know, I looked at all those guys, and I, I, I had to go with Christy just because it's experience, and he was one of the lower pick people, and he's just – he's got a vengeance, man. He needs it. He's one of those guys that just – that that will be the icing on the cake, and once he gets that, he can probably relax a little bit and be a little less tense, intense. So I picked Christy. I love that pick. I yeah. He wants revenge big time. Yeah, talk about a guy that deserving needs guy. to win a classic yep. in his career. Like, get the, I don't know if everyone so knows. close three times. Like, 
He, he's kind of like becoming the Aaron Martins of Bassmaster Classics. How many seconds does Aaron Mar- did Aaron Martins have to KVD when he went on that run? I think like every tournament KVD won at the Classic, Aaron Martins took second. No. It, yeah, it's it, and I think, you know, I'm sure he was focused on Florida, but I I know his mind's on the Classic right now. And it suits his style. It kind of fishes similar to Grand when they move up, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like he said. Looks like I it, think anyway. it suits him more than a, a Brandon Cobb in my mind. I think and if this was two or three weeks later, it'd be more of a Cobb tournament. The only really- the only issue with Cobb is he lives on Hartwell. So he's there all the time. Yeah. I think this was the hardest bucket easily to choose from. It was. Hometown boys. But Deacon, wrap us up for Group A. Yeah, you know, it was a tough debate for me between Walters and Peroznik. Um, both are fish catchers. And last week I didn't go all that much off of stats and it kind of helped me, but this week I'm kind of for some reason going back to that. And I also think Peroznik's just so versatile. He can, he can catch fish out deep. It's going to be a fish catching tournament. He's really good with a wacky rig around docks, um, that kind of a thing. So I'm going Peroznik. He finished fifth, both classics there here last time too, by the way. It's a great yeah. choice. He's good deep. I mean, he showed it at the open. You know, catching mm-hmm. Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think be- also uh, Nick Saul's comment here, I thought that Cherry would be a super high percentage. Um, I, I agree. Well, here's the thing. I think the last time they were there, he didn't do well. The last classic he fished there. I don't know if he fished both of them, but I know one of them. He finished 33rd in 2018. And then um, I'm not sure if he fished the 2015. The only thing I can say about classics is they tend to be surprising who's on top at the end of the tournament for whatever reason. It's always like the unsuspected guy does really well. Yeah, Yeah, I will say, too, to the point of him being yanked in every direction that Johnny mentioned about media, one thing I noticed be having the privilege to be you know, backstage with media last year was he's very good at telling people when he, he needs to have his, like, his, his <laughs> time to like breathe. I, th- I think he'll, you know, this being his second classic in a row, I think there's definitely a pressure there of like people are, you know, you have the opportunity that was what two other people have ever gotten in Bassmaster history, professional bass fishing history ever to win back to back to back. I mean, I'm sure pressure might get to him, but I mean, the last day last year when he was leading for a back-to-back, he was stone cold at Ray Roberts. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I think it'd be it'd be super interesting just to see that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see from Hank Cherry's standpoint. Uh, you know, he's going to be on live the first day, so you'll you'll be able to see the emotions running just to see what's going to happen. I might be oh, more yeah. intrigued with that uh, on day one than I am with the the rest of the tournament, but. Let's uh let's move on to group B. Andy, what's your pick? I have I'm on the wrong page here. I have Taku. Oh, I had Taku. How would I do? Oh. Yeah, I, I had I had Taku and I apparently switched. To, I, I'm going with Taku. Um, <clears throat> he can just catch fish whatever way and whatever flavor it seems that the fish want to eat. It could be finesse, it can be power, it could be flipping. It doesn't matter. He'll catch him. 
And you're going to see a new Japanese style, probably type of bait that's going to blow the doors off the spots. And he might not win it, but he's going to be close. He'll definitely be floating around that top 10 because he's going to go straight numbers. He's going to catch a bunch of two and a half pound spots. And I think that's enough to get you into the top 10. Did you guys read the recent Bassmaster magazine with Taku? You know how they do like the angler features? I no. just got mine in the mail yesterday. I have yeah, it's, it yet. <laughs> it's on the it's on the coffee table. I haven't looked at it. Dude, yes. <laughs> there's the section of you know where they usually ask in the column where it's like Bassmaster Classic or uh, it was like a world it was like world record bass or Bassmaster Classic or something like that. Where he's just like he chooses the classic. He goes, I hate big bass, I like two to three pounders. <laughs> <laughs> this is right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> He's got it down. He was like, do you like punching or flipping? And he goes, I don't like either, but I'll go flipping because I can't punch. I'm too small. He's <laughs> <laughs> so down on himself. <laughs> so funny. You guys get a chance and you get the magazine. You got to read that. Uh, uh, did Did anyone listen to Mercer's podcast? Uh, his most recent one he had? With Cox? Yeah. Where he was talking... If you don't listen to it, I, I know you guys are way too young, but he refers to Kenta Kamara peg bunding a cigarette and is the best comment I've ever heard in my life. If you know who Peg Bundy is, you don't. You say Ted Bundy? Peg Bundy. Peg Bundy. No, married with children. Ted Bundy is. That's married with children. Y'all, y'all too, way too young. <laughs> y'all are way too young. I'll have to do the research after to try and understand. No, if you don't know married with children, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. This this might be the best comment of the night, Bailey. Listens to every podcast. Hey, I think uh, we should send him an Omnia fishing gift card. I agree. That's where I was going with it. So, Jonathan, shoot us a message. We're going to hook you up with some Omnia uh, gift card here. Was it $25, Bailey? $25. Perfect. $25. Bucks. Get in touch with us over social media or an email, and we'll we'll get that sent out to you, buddy. That, that, those are the comments that, that mean a lot. We love the stuff that's like when you send pictures of the info you learn on the podcast, and then you send like, hey, I learned this. Applied it. I caught a fish. That's the kind of stuff that. I caught a fish. I caught a fish. <laughs> what is this thing? That's why I told Andy he should listen to more podcasts because he might actually catch some fish. Oh, shit. Right, just bury me <laughs> while I'm down, all right? Yeah. I know I'm tied for last with Bart, but just keep burying me, all right? Just just keep going. That's funny. There's oh. a good comment here from Jason uh, Cushlin that I think Gussie might have some interesting things up his sleeve for an event like this. Yeah. I'm intrigued just to see what's going to play, being that it's mm. so early, but there is that warming trend. Like, I think there's going to be a multiple, like a, a variety of different patterns going on to catch them. And that's just, I think, pretty exciting, especially for the Bassmaster Classic stage. But, Gusty won't crack the top 30. Oh. Is he <laughs> even in the. Damn Canadians. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find him in the group. I... Oh, there he is. He's in group B. I apologize. Oh, he's in B. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Off the stats, again, I was just looking at top finishers from guys who were still in the elites from 15 and 18. Um, Clifford Perch didn't make the classic, did he? No. Because he finished 13th both times they were here last for the classic. Hmm. And I was like, oh, but that one sucks. 
So for group B to keep it rolling, I went, uh, I was kind of, I was pretty biased except for, for one Bucky here. I was pretty biased in terms of location, uh, being that the Carolinas can be pretty specific in terms of how they fish. So not knowing too much about certain guys and how they'll mold with Hartwell if they didn't have the history there. Uh, I went with just guys that are regional that grew up and I was very surprised that he's so low and I think he's a sleeper. Uh, I went with Shane LeHue. Mm-hmm. Great choice. I think he can kind of fit his style for this event because he's one that can, can junk fish with the rest of them, but he's you no know, talking to him a little bit this year. He likes to be offshore, but he's not afraid to, to get up shallow when those big old green heads get up there. So I, I think it's an event that could shape up pretty well for him. And honestly, I, I'm just rooting for the guy too. But Shane LeHue is for me at 3.9%. That's pretty low, especially for a guy that's it's in his backyard. John, what about you? What do you got for Group B? I've also been rooting for the baby shark, but I love my Cox. <laughs> John Cox. That's my guy. That's it's it's hard to pick against him. It because is. he he's granted, he's not gonna do that offshore stuff. He's just gonna put his nose down and you know if they're there and they're on the spawn, he's he's hard to beat. I'm I'm just I'm very curious to see what that shallow bite's gonna be like. If the I know fish are obviously gonna be shallow, but will the can he get will five the females have pulled up just yet? I mean ones. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know, if Florida showed anything, you know, he went I can't look at his weights, but he went nine pounds and okay and then huge and then okay again. So it's if they're not up there, he's not gonna win. So it's just kind of a gamble, but it, he's a hard guy to game ball against. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, if it if it holds anything to what it was like in 2018 when Christie was catching him in back of pockets, I mean, that's got Cox's name written all over it. That style of fishing. Yeah, I mean, if that style, if that's what's prevalent to to catch bigger fish, and it's only a six seven bite at most kind of day, who wouldn't want to watch Christie and, and Cox just? throw sledgehammers at each other all day long on live that would be pretty yeah as long as cox remembers his tackle and everything like that he'll be good to go (laughs) so this this comment is so weird for me but it's not wrong (laughs) he didn't start cranking until he went on rayburn too which is the funniest thing yeah that's the first time i ever threw a crankbait in my life it was a berkeley fritz side and he went on rayburn (laughs) it's crazy and then he did really well they're like Everyone attributes to you be like a spawn sight fisherman guy. He goes, they're like, was this like a weird tournament for you? Like throwing a crankbait? He goes, yeah, this is the first time I ever threw a crankbait in my life. <laughs> like what? <laughs> John Cox is an interesting pick. I like it though. I mean, it's it, like you said, it's hard to bet against him. It is. Yep. And he will find fish that are shallow because there's always fish <clears throat> that live shallow. It's just how many are there. Well, what was the event? Was it St. Clair where people are like, yeah, no, it's not really a John Cox event. And then he crushes them like up by the, by Huron. Yeah. He ran up the river and fished in like three foot of water with the drop shot and crushed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah didn't even have sonar. I didn't think he had sonar. No. He just went. <laughs> he, he found a corrugated bluff, like a corrugated wall that had current in the proper bottom composition and just railed on him for three days. It was awesome. <laughs> no, he, yeah. 
he is the definition of being extremely good at what he's good at and doesn't 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 change for anybody. Fish whisperer is what John Cox is. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Deacon, what about you for group B? Yeah. Um, so first of all, Dick Duckett, I like his comment here of if guys are uh, have a good practice deep in orbs on Friday, they can move up. <clears throat> and that's what I love about this time of the year is that everything's changing and it makes the guy who's versatile and willing to move with the fish. Like when Jordan Lee won there. Uh, so I've thought I'm trying to pick kind of guys that are willing to do that. And also that mid depth range, like that, that range that Brian thrift talks about a lot of like four to eight feet or four to 10 feet where people aren't really looking at the bank, but kind of those like stumps that are hidden or, dock posts and that kind of thing so um that's another thing to think about this but i'm going taku man and that might be a little bit of a hard pick but i would love to see him on the classic stage i'm just <laughs> going crazy it's like marizo shimizu vibes giant bass like i just i miss those days exactly and the other thing with taku too is uh man talk about how he lives here and spends 20 days on each of these lakes pre-practicing. I mean, he's had to have found where he thinks they're going to set up offshore for this derby. Unless, is there a difference in pre-practice time for the Classic? Is it 30 days? Same with Elite? I think it's 30 days as well. Okay. Yeah, it's 30 because, days. Like, guys were pre-practicing like the week before. It was like a, it was like a month and a week before Ray Roberts because that's like what the water level was going to be at for, it wasn't going to be a crazy change. It, it looks like everybody was on Lanier today too, which is like Hartwell's sister lake I right across that. the border. So, and they were whacking them deep. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's an interesting thing to think about too, is that practice strategy for a tournament like this, where you see that warming trend. If you spend a lot of your time being that you have more practice time for the classic, you know, you spend most of your time graphing and out deep. It's a lot easier to go, you know, to go shallow than it is to go from shallow to deep. hundred percent. It's that Brandon Polinick triangle theory that I keep going back to that. He's, he, he could be a sleeper, like crazy pick for the first classic win. He's one of the hardest picks I think in fantasy fishing because he can just be good everywhere, but then he can just randomly flop. Yep. Dude, but he's, I mean, if you look at he's his last so little, consistent. he's gotten a lot more consistent. Yeah. I mean, look at this season and the, like, even last season, like, I agree with that. I think that's a huge sleeper pick and it just yeah. worries me here, but it, maybe that's just previously picking him when I was in like high school and being like, oh yeah, and then he'd bomb something or win. Right. But it's true. He has gotten a lot more consistent and I, he's, he's going to get one of these. And he's won on basically like every type of body of water you could win on. Yeah, all five wins are different. Yeah, Bull Shoals. He's won Sandy Cooper flipping, which is something he's not known for all punching mats, which is wild. <laughs> like, wild. Yeah. That'll be the day when you see Taku Ito punching. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever happen. Like an eight-foot rod with an 80-pound braid. He's like, yeah. <laughs> It'll be just love- hilarious, just the, the audio from, from Taku trying to <laughs> set the hook into a fish. But speaking of that, I mean, should we should we bet on Taku Ito's uh, his uh, 
is English being better than most of the guys from like Alabama on stage for the classic? Oh gosh, <laughs> throwing some slant. Wow. That's not very nice. Yeah. To all our <laughs> Alabama listeners, don't listen to Bailey. My gosh. Oh gosh. Here we go. They're not that sensitive here tonight. Alabama isn't that bad, right? There's worse places in the country for English. Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just North, his northern guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> what about uh let's move on to, to group C, which I think was a, a pretty dang hard group to pick oh, up. Oh so hard. Mm. Nah, group C was easy. Easy. See? All right, if it was easy, lead us off then. Yeah. Think about it. You're talking they're either going to be shallow or potentially offshore. So if they're offshore to start with and then go shallow, if it's offshore, who are you going to choose? Who's the offshore guy? Number one. Right. Probably now. Buddy Gross. <laughs> Boom. Buddy Gross is my pick. Okay. I mean, he's tough to beat. I mean, he, he just won and he probably has done some work up there. So it's hard to get, you know, if they're offshore. He's the guy that's going to catch them when they're going or if they're coming from, but mostly when they're going. So that's how he's going to fish. He's not going to flip. He's going to try to get them coming or going. I like yeah. It. I, I don't think that's a bad pick at all offshore. I do think when I think of Buddy Gross offshore, I think of grass like in Florida and or Tennessee River. So this is a little different being a spotted bass, but I agree same premise of like, he's going to find where those fish are going to set up before they make their move to the, like their close bank. Yep. Deacon, what's your pick, man? I really, I agree. I struggled with this one. Uh, this bucket C, I didn't think there was any that were just, Oh man, for sure. Picks <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, so I, it came down for me between Lee Livesey and Chad Pipkins. And those are kind of maybe heart picks. And I think that they just, they seem to do well in certain situations. And I went with Pipkins because he can fish offshore and he, uh, he can follow them to the bank. And I just feel like he's been fishing more and more consistent and I'm excited to, uh, see what he does. Damn can it. I get, can I give Dick Duck a shout out that if you're picking Scott Martin, better hope he ditches a choke our host. Zing. Why does he have 25%? Has he done well there before, or is it just the Scott Martin name? There? I think it's just Scott Martin's name. I don't know if he's ever really done well at Hartwell. I didn't go back and look at any of the FLW. At, at Hartwell or in Bass? At Hartwell. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good derb last week. Yeah, he did do well. It, it doesn't set up to me like a Scott Martin-type tournament. If it was in April, I think it'd be a smart pick to pick Scott Martin because he can catch him shallow. I just don't see him as a very good deep fisherman, personally speaking. I think when it, if it comes to finessing him off, offshore, I think Scott can definitely do it. You know, I think he's had some tournaments with FLW where he's been able to do exactly that. But I'm in the same track mind as Deacon – and this is one I will not change because it's been picked by one of you guys. And I'm also going Chad Pipkins. That's not the, uh, you can keep pick the same people, Bailey. Well, I don't like to just do the same. I know. Thing. I don't know why. I'm going to pick go. a different pick. So 
Uh, yeah, and it's fine. You and I have the lead, so we got to make differences, which we've had on all of them except for one. So it's all good. <laughs> I like Chad for kind of the reason that we said, like, Polinick can be an interesting pick for things because there's times where he comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's definitely times where it can just line up in his wheelhouse. And plus he's done good there in the past. Yeah. Ronnie Moore chiming in waters 55, 56, apparently. Ooh. Fading deep bite. Fading. Fading. So it's why so someone said 49. I heard 49 earlier. Yeah. Yeah, somebody said 49. We got 55, 56. Is somebody up river? Is somebody down by the dam? Like, where are these yeah. water temps coming from? That is my question. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if I trust Ronnie because he's been getting beat in fantasy <laughs> on his own show. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he's just, he's like a wet <laughs> towel on it, pole, <laughs> just getting beat. Who's lying? <laughs> <laughs> Put him up. <laughs> I, I I just think it's – I don't know. I think you can't rule out deep. I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier. I think you got to have a mix of both. Ronnie. Ronnie I, I think it's way too early <laughs> to, to, to have a fading deep blade. I don't know. I think it's too early for all for all of them to be on the bank. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. It's, they're going to be this, that, and the other. Yeah, so 2019, Chad Pipkins at Lake Hartwell, granted it was a different time of year, was top 10. Yeah. I just think he's an interesting pick. It's more of a – I think it's definitely a risky wild card, but – Oh, Pipkins is always a wild card. He is a wild card, too. There's no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, I'm with you there. You're either going to get a new personal best spot and screaming on like a Demiki DC 200, or he's going to bomb like – <laughs> that clip that, of that giant on four new personal vest is so funny. Hey, <laughs> hey, he's hey, in Texas on catching one big one or a couple yeah. of giants. That's a fact. Hey, uh, let me put this out there right now. If any of us in this four group have a better fantasy pick than Ronnie Moore, uh, let, let me take that back. If nice. Ronnie Moore beats any four of us, I will give Ronnie Moore a signature drunkwood piece of his choice if he beats wow. any four of us. Ooh. Wow. Let's go. I, that might not be too hard, John. I mean, you, that got Andy, you got Andy. Andy us. You do have Andy. Andy. Hold on, hold on. Hold have on. you seen Andy's me, records? What about now? Just the three of us. Yeah, let's do it for you. Good call. Get Andy. All right. If yeah, I remember yeah. okay. correctly, I think I finished second last year overall in points. So, so if Ronnie beats any of us, if Ronnie beats any of us, I will give him his choice of whatever he wants. That's awesome, Ooh. dude. But what does yeah. Ronnie have to do if we all beat him? Nothing. Yeah, he wants <laughs> right, to know right. what if he beats all four. He wants to, yeah, show that. I take that back. If he beats us all, well, if we beat, uh, if we beat him, he's got to take two buttons down on his shirt. On live, on live, two buttons down with the chest hair flowing. Oh, that's fantastic! Poor Ron. I mean, yeah. So, so the bet is, if any of us, you know, yeah, we got it. We're good. (laughs) Ronnie, do you? He said bet. So he said bet. Game on, boys. Andy, don't screw up. This is all for John's pure entertainment. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. Clean change already. Oh. 
<laughs> then that's three that's, buttons. Clean chest equals three buttons. Oh, that's yeah. good. <laughs> oh man. Oh gosh. Oh so boy. Funny. All right. Do we, do we all have our group C picks in? I think so. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Andy, oh no. We, we're skipping Andy. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. Yeah. All right. Oh. All right we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm going John Cruz. <laughs> Um, just because he won that event in Florida. And I think he's somebody that can catch him in that in-between mode. And it could turn out to be a grinder's tournament when you get like crazy front changes. The fish do weird things sometimes. And he just always seems to be consistent and catch them. And he found like a new groove the last couple of years. I could, I don't know if I would pick him to win, but I could see him being like a top 15 angler. Who is this? John Cruz. Cruz. Oh, Cruz. Okay, I missed that. I thought you were leading up to your pick. My bad. No, I said it right off the bat, John Cruz. Okay, I didn't hear you. That's my bad. John, I mean, already got a win this year. I mean, mm, did, was yeah. It Gunnersville, he was top 10. Right? It was yeah. hard for me not he, to pick Johnny. He usually does pretty well in classics, too. Like Gunnersville, um, I think he was there, too, at the Texas one last year, he was pretty close in the top 10, if I remember correctly. One thing you have to think about, too, as long as John's not thinking about missile and having this booth and everything, as long as other people have all that set up and that's off his mind, he'll be good to go. Yep. Not sure if I want to see Ronnie's probably the Chester Middle School swimmer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> probably one that does the backstroke, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, keep getting your questions in here. We still have a couple things to give away. So, and changing topic. <laughs> yeah, we still have a Queen Tackle gift card. Uh, we have a Humberd Minkota hat to give away. And then, uh, last but not least, some Hobie Eyewear shades that John will be selecting as his favorite comment, prediction, question, whichever. But let's, um, let's move on to Group D. And, uh, Andy, you want to keep it rolling? Kick us off for Group D. Group D, um, I'm going hometown hero with Brian New. Um, I was torn. I was looking at Brandon Card, and I went back and looked at looked at previous results for Brandon Card at Hartwell, and I don't. From what I saw, he I think the one finish was like a 49th. Um, Brian New is going to be all hyped up to win close to home, and he's just another guy that seems to just catch fish. So. He might not be the guy who wins it, but he'll be there scrapping his clawing his way to the end. Yeah, I don't really have anything much exciting to say on that one besides that I'm also going with Brian New. Like I said earlier, I'm going with the, the Carolina boys. John, what do you got? They got two picks. I also go with you guys. It's so hard to pick against New. Because his but he fishes there, his buddies fish there. Ryan Thrift is like his best friend. Yeah, it's going to be hard to go against New. But with this pick, you also have to choose, you know. And also, New is my pick to win it all. He's my pick to win the whole shebang. Mm. But also with this group, you have to figure who's going to be the best dressed. And there's only one answer to that. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> that, that, didn't he do well there in the open? As well, like catch him on top water if I remember correctly. It doesn't matter. He's he's going to win the best rest. I think he's so. in the thirties. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. So my my pick is new, but with Maddie for uh, best rest. 
the people's like champ, <laughs> or I think that's fighter saying, but the people's basically hero for Bassmaster is Matthew Robertson. I'm excited to see what he's going to do, fishing or not. Like, does it just doesn't matter if he brings zero or five? I'm just excited to see what he's going to do on stage, at least for day one. That dude knows how to show up, and he knows how to uh, to get attention. That's for dang sure. Yeah, and someone meant I almost went with Josh Straysner, but it was, it was a hard pick. You know, I hope Josh does well, but I went with New. Yeah, no, that's the same. I was I was in a, a debate between Straysner and New. Um, Straysner did well there in the open, but I am going New as well. I just can't. He's he's confident. He fishes well. He's going to finish high, I think, if he doesn't. I mean, he's got a good chance to win the thing. So um, that's my pick. Unfortunately, Bailey, you and I now have two aligned, but it's all right. <laughs> I uh, I kind of want to go out on a limb here because I really something about because I really wanted to pick David Mullins, but it was really hard not to pick Brian New for this one. Uh, but I also want to say what David Mullins did like at the Harris chain and what he's been doing with his Jersey has been badass. And he's on fire. And by he's the fishing way. Incredibly well. I don't and know. How he's why, but have you guys seen his Jersey? For this yeah. Year? Is it like an homage yeah. to Aaron Martin's? 100%, purple? Yeah. 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 And he also switched to Shimano too, which is crazy as well. So, you know, that Aaron, Martin's he wasn't wearing connection. shoes. It was cool. Yeah. Was oh cool. yeah. Uh, Bailey, aren't you supposed to be on another podcast right now? Didn't I see something on Instagram where you were going to be? <laughs> yeah, I told them I would join when we're done, but this this oh. show is the utmost importance. Yes. Yeah, I kept checking the times, and I was like, "Am I am I correct on this?" <laughs> we'll probably be late, but you know it's okay. Uh, uh, you know, you know, class. you know, Drew Gregory. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> That'll go three hours. Bailey will get the last two. It'll be all right. <laughs> but so with this one. Um, and Andy had given out the Omnia card already. I want to give out the Queen Tackle gift card to uh, JP here because I think Great choice. I am 100% rooting for Mullins in this, whether I pick him or not. Uh, I think it would be really cool to, to see him do well. And the dude's been so close for in so many different instances. It's cool to see him win one, especially to see him win a Bassmaster Classic with uh, an Aaron Martin's homage jersey. I think that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. So yeah, JP, get in yeah. touch. We'll get you a Queen Tackle gift card. Um, all right, so that brings us to group E, right? Yeah. All right. This one's going to be interesting, too. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what you guys are going to think here. Andy, kick us off. I'm going queen. I like uh, that. Just because it's, Shocker. it's <laughs> it suits his style, I would think. The high mountain Carolina Lake fisherman, he's... I think he's going to do all right. And with Team Bass Pack here, my second pick was Mark Frazier just because I'm pretty sure where he's at in Georgia is basically right across the border. Um, That was a really hard one between the two, but I just – I have a feeling Queen is going to catch him. John, what do you got? If the Queen machine is rocking, don't come a-knocking. That's my choice. It's hard to pick in that category. It was very hard to pick against him. I mean, he's he's from the area, knows the lake, and it was tough. You have to go with KJ. Yeah, so I did not side with the Queens this week. 
I uh, I did go, in fact, with Mark Frazier <laughs> in his his uh, backyard, and he did get top ten at the Open at Hartwell. Uh, I think he's been very under the radar so far since he's been in the the elites. So I think this could kind of be a, a I guess, <laughs> for lack of better terms, a coming out party for for Mark Frazier at the Classic. I like how Tristan uh, Dick Duckett is talking about how he doesn't like the way a hat fits Tristan McCormick's head, and that's how he picks his picks. Thanks, thanks, Dick. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> love it. He's going Bailey style, but Bailey is three percent or less, and it burned him last year. But um, Dick says it has to be five percent, so that's where he's going. That's hilarious. Very interesting. That Another pick that was interestingly high as well was Tyler Rivette. He has been on a roll since like the middle yep. of last year. Something clicked in him, and he just – he's been cashing checks. Yeah. Consistency keeps you in the elites. Deegan, what do you got? When uh, – hold up. When was that open there? What year was – what year? 2020. I just want to see where uh, Joey – and Mia landed because my pick was Mark mm. Fraser, but that dude is an offshore, um, and he's good around spotted bass and just a good versatile fisherman. I and I almost the biggest difference one is fall and now it's early spring, so it'll be an entirely different structure probably. Let's just see. <laughs> it's, it's, going on for your hat too, Andy. It's never straight. It's never like Andy's is always hey, like that. <laughs> hey, Andy, it happens. It fits my head better when it's crooked. What, John? Just remember, spaghetti is straight until it gets wet. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Joey didn't fish that open, and I know it was a completely different time. So what's what's your pick with with Joey? What what's your intrigue? Uh, Dude, he's just he's so versatile and he's really good with spotted bass. Really good. I mean, he just goes around to Mickey Neds. Um, so I, I think I'm gonna do it just to be different, Bailey. I think Mark is a great pick here, and that was my original pick, and I'm changing, which I never do. It's a bad call, probably, but I'm going Joey. Good call. Uh, good watch call. Him, watch him win the classic. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Huge for him. What do you guys have uh now that we've gone through all of our picks. Uh, I know reading Bassmaster Mag, they had like a a whole section to who some of the pros gut picks were. Um, some people said Daisuke. I saw a Daisuke in there. Sweet. What do you guys oh, yeah. have for kind of like gut picks that you may not have picked for your buckets here, but people that might come out of nowhere, or maybe you just have a weird feeling that could win this thing? Swindle. Swindle. Matt Airy. Classic. Matt Airy. Swindle. I, it seems like some people end up winning classics later in their career. And it could be a time. And if they're on docks, he's going to throw that Buckeye balling out jig and he's going to catch a couple big ones. And he's, he always seems to be there too. Yeah. So I, not, I would like to see Swindle win, I guess is what I'm saying, but we'll see. Also, to quote Ronnie on that, I would love to see Nania, you know, because he missed out on the um, Bassmaster on BAS by like what one point? Make so I, yeah, I believe. Sorry, I would love to see him do pretty well. 
<laughs> Daisuke. Yeah, I will yeah. correct myself. I keep saying Daisuke, but Roddy <laughs> here has corrected me. It's Daisuke. <laughs> Come yeah, on. So. <laughs> What do you got, yeah. Andy? You're going to say something. I was going to say, we still have a hummingbird hat, Minn Kota hat to give away, and some sunglasses. Shades. I already know who I'm doing the sunglasses. That's easy. That was the guy, uh, I think it was Jim Johnson, who talked about Ronnie Moore's middle school chest. <laughs> so that's easy winner. <laughs> nice. Easy. Didn't have to think twice. No. There it is. <laughs> All um, right, Jim Johnson will get in touch with us. We'll get a, a pair of Hobie Eyewear shades sent your way. Love <laughs> it. Making fun of Ronnie Moore. Out of applause. <laughs> Just remember, Ronnie, if any of us beat you, you don't win it. But if you beat any of us, yeah, or all of us, yeah. <laughs> Peace out, Ronnie. Yeah. He's, he's like, uh, see ya. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Man, okay. <laughs> um, my my only hot take, I guess. Uh, so I guess if we're still, I know last time yeah. I had given away Omnia, but what else do we have to give here? We just have, have, but real quick, we should ha- start having some final weight predictions come in before mm. we announce ours. Okay. Oh, so we're gonna ask the folks to get final weights before we can give ours up. Yeah, I kind of like that idea. All right. So, so Rick, guys, what do you think it's going to uh, it's going to take for three days? So, if you recall, remember earlier in the year when they were talking about how good Florida was going to be, they were talking about Century Club. Well, that didn't happen, and they were talking about the Classic being Century Club. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now everyone's dialing back because there's not going to be a Century Club. I would feel bad for his dad. You'd feel bad for his dad? I'd feel bad for Roland if Scott won one. If Scott won, you'd feel bad. I feel like his dad would be pretty happy. times and my first time I would. Yeah, like I'd feel bad for Roland. Could you imagine his, no, his episode no on the YouTube Scott, channel? Like yeah. Scott just goes to his dad and goes, here, it was that easy. Could <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine? Like... <laughs> Go shiner fishing. Because who, who got him into the, was it? John Cox that got qualified Scott into the classic because Scott originally was yeah. out until somebody in the I opens, so. I believe, qualified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think same for, for Tyler Rivette, too. There's a couple guys that got in yeah. that way, yeah. yeah, finished family business. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't that like his YouTube channel or whatever? It's yeah. like unfinished family business, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I think, uh I really like the Matt Airy pick for a classic. Yeah. Especially. What bucket was he in? None of us a. chose. A. Oh, that's a. a. He was an A. Tough a. choice. A was like, there was like four guys could have gone with an A. Yeah. Everybody from the Carolinas but Brian knew was basically an A. Yeah. Brandon you card. You got to remember Matt's hunting and stuff during the fall, whereas everyone else is probably on the lake <laughs> checking <laughs> it out. So. Yeah. I'd love to see him win, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was rooting for him last year, uh, just because he was catching him on Froggin, and he lost some good ones, and he was making like a raging comeback. Like it would have been pretty cool to see that in the last day, the way he was fishing. But uh, he's a guy that just always seems to figure something out. So I, I, it could be it could be interesting to see what he does. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised none of us picked Jason Christie in Group A either. We all just went kind of local boys. 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. really wanted to pick Chrissy. He could very easily finally get over the hump and win one if the fish are truly up shallow, eating a chatterbait or a spinnerbait. And hopefully he has enough fish this year to where he doesn't catch four on the final day or five little ones. You know, it's so. another one that we haven't even mentioned yet that should be mentioned and has been very consistent uh, is Stetson Blaylock. Yes. Oh, He's okay. good on that lake. Great he, on that Yeah, lake. he had a good percentage on his block. Yeah. yeah, he was B, right? I think he was yeah. B. He was B, yeah. I think he's 20. a great pick. Yeah, he took second to uh, Brandon Cobb there the last time they were there for an elite event. And then he went and won Winya Bay the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on a roll. A popper. I remember that footage was wicked. Let see a couple weights. And uh, did you guys talk about this? Because I wasn't on the first ten minutes. Did you guys talk about the Gunnersville um, BFA or whatever it is Toyota at all? Uh, uh-uh. we did not. But that dude was running to Wheeler to catch. Giant did you guy catch him though? Did you catch he him? Did not, did he, he caught one. Uh, he caught, he went twenty eight, then twenty three, and then caught one fish for one pound. Yeah, I guess the pounds. water came up. And when he got to Wheeler today, there was a boat on his spot, like a local boat. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. I would have hit him <laughs> with my boat. I'd be my very boat. curious to hear, like, if there was a conversation there, like, hey, man, I'm leading this event. You know, do you mind? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> sure, but at what point do you adjust to where, like, all right, I only got one fish for 115. I legitimately only need 70, seven to eight pounds to win. I need to do something else. Yeah, and that's so. Good. Yeah, at what point do you? The problem is he's ninety miles away. Probably didn't really have anything found out. I mean, yeah. Oh, that hurts. That I was really hoping he could pull it off. It's a cool story. Catch yeah, so was I. Yeah, he was. It was awesome because his yeah. kid actually. His I, I didn't talk to him. His kid fishes the NPFL, so he was there. And, oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. In a bullet, nonetheless. That thing had to have been ripping down the lake. Yeah, he could make it there. <laughs> That's a good All pick, right. too. Do we want to start letting our, our weights rip here? Sure. All right. I'll kick it off. I went 55-7. Oh, Bailey. Went 20 on one day and then two 17s. Giant bags for there. Oh, is it only three days? It is. <laughs> yeah, that oh, guy. shit. <laughs> Classic. Let me do some multiplication. We got a 59-12 no Kevin way. Leslie. Y'all are way too. Woo! We have a 53-8, a 45-4. Uh, Dick Duckett coming in low with a 43-6. What do you guys what do you guys got? What's I got 49-9. That's 49-9. Yeah. Okay. I had 48.9, but if they're up shallow, there's going to be some big largemouth caught, so I went up by a pound. Wow. Yeah. I so, have a 60, yeah. 62.13. Oh, I went on the bigger side. I just minus 20 from my four-day total. So. <laughs> yeah. so that's 20 a day. Yeah. That's bad. So I'm going to the numbers guy here. Uh, the classic, when it was wickedly cold in 2015 they actually caught them better than they had 50 pounds one ounce the year that uh 2018 where it was a couple weeks after this where they were actually starting to push shallow it was 47 one so i went with 48 six 
in between those two numbers because we're in between numbers. I like that the big bass positive energy on a worm trend though. I, I hope yes, I hope we're all wrong. Big, up shallow two weeks after this and it only took forty seven. I hope it's John's weight, just from a fan standpoint. I hope it's bigger weights, but For we sure. shall see. But I oh. think we have we still have a Hummingbird and Dakota hat to give away there, Deacon. If you got a comment yes. that comes up, or we can throw a question at folks. Hold up, I had someone on here. So who mentioned uh, Jared Miller? Someone mentioned Jared. Oh, it nice. Was... Welcome back to the elite stage, Jared Miller. Oh yeah, most famously known for bouncing off rocks below Jordan Dam. Was and that reason... who that was? Yeah. Oh, was oh, it yeah. the Yamaha boat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. So, so side note there, and talked about this with John Sukup actually, um, because it, but basically fished against him. He qualified through the Colorado State Nation, right, or Bass Nation tournaments. I fished both of them, and uh, like all these guys are like, who's that boat? Like it shows up, same boat. He's been running that same boat since the Elite Series, um, 2014 Skeeter, same wrap on it and everything. And he showed up and was was smart and looked at where he could fish. Um, for a quick qualification. So fished against the Colorado guys qualified. I'm happy for him. Super nice guy. And, uh, I think that if he's going to go find him up a river somewhere, which is what he's really known for doing. Um, he's got the skills, man. I mean, the nation tournament, I think on BTL, they were talking the other day, he's finished, uh, in the top 10, three out of the four times. And it's a, it's a trek just to get to that tournament yeah. and then, uh, do that well. So very impressive. It was Warren beard. All right. Miller comment. Warren Beard, shoot us a message on Instagram. We will get you out a Minn Kota hat. Warren's been uh, tuning in the live streams, I think, pretty much since we started yeah. doing live streams. Awesome. That might have been one of the first things he he's ever won. So congrats, Warren, dude. It's been a long time coming. Oh, Dick. Except for he's going to block his house. Kind of true. Why are you going to Randy's house, man? Uh, I'm not going to his house. I'm going to his lake. I'm fishing the Trader Series on Lake of the Ozarks. And uh, yeah, so tomorrow morning, uh, the boat's still not ready. Everything else is ready, but I'm leaving early tomorrow morning for Lake of the Ozarks to fish the Toyota Series there. I'm excited. It's going to be really cold. Try and do well. Last year, I had a good derby there. But is it frozen this year? No, but it's uh, nope. close again. Uh, but it uh, is miserable around there. I got some pictures of boats today and roads and all kinds of stuff, and it is iced up. So that's why I waited a day, and I'm leaving tomorrow. Drive safe. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. But I'm going to miss out, man. You guys should have a great time at the Classic. It should be fun. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll dive a little bit more into what Andy and I will be doing at the Classic uh, next week on Tuesday Night Live. Um, and then uh, there will be an episode uh, for Business in the Bass, for, uh, thanks, Bass Boat Monday morning. So you guys have that to look forward to. Um, and we'll, uh, we're not going to have a, a Friday show next week. John, do you have something to. Yeah. Real quick. What's the biggest bass that's going to be caught in the classic? Oh, good question. Ooh. There's always a six caught. I feel like at Hartwell, but not many of them. Will there be a double digit? No, no, no. Six, uh, seven, maybe seven at most, but I'm going to go like six, three. Damn it. That's what I was going to say. I'm going six nine. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go five eleven. Dang it! That's Ooh, was good choice. I was gonna go five six. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five thirteen. 
So we're all relative. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Either way, um, folks, we appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Uh, we had a lot of people come in, a lot of engagement. We seriously appreciate that. These Always. shows a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, John, for stepping in for a uh, a Bartless show tonight. So we appreciate that. And do that trophy is freaking badass. Uh, hopefully, I'll be hosting that thing at the end of the year. Because oh, I do we have Bart's picks right Bailey? there? Yeah, Bailey, we got to get Bart's picks still. Oh crap! Rip through them. Yeah, Team Bass All Pack right. is uh, calling you out here. Hashtag Bartless. Bartless. Here's what we're yeah. gonna do. Because I have to hop off here, Andy. You're going to close out the show tonight. I'll send you Bart's picks, and you guys can make fun of Bart and how bad his picks are. Ditching the show, Bailey. Incredible. Awesome. Hey, Drew Gregory's been a great friend of the show. I am returning the favor. So, Andy, you take over, my friend. And All right. I'll see you guys on Tuesday Night Live. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. I appreciate <laughs> you, Dick. Talk okay. about uh... Talk about the kayak boys have to go hang yeah. out together. Kayak boys. <laughs> that was uh, I. I did not expect that to come like that. Like so. Uh, Is that yeah. what your wife said first? Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that was nice. We expected. All right. Yeah. Uh, nice. <laughs> so I'm waiting for um up oh, here. They are. So in Group A, um, you guys can beat on Bart all that you want here. If you don't like his picks. Please, by all means, blow up his DMs with Bartless no. or Bartless or what is it Bartless or Less Bart, whatever you guys want to do. Um, just because you know he didn't show up tonight, except for in the comments. But um, Matt Airy for Group A, good choice, Bart. I'll yeah, give it that. good choice. Okay. I like that. Group B, he's got Shane LeHue, another local guy. Yeah, decent. He's going Scott Martin in Group C. Oh, Stupid. Dumb. Yeah. It's only because he filmed for him, so way to be Homer. <laughs> D, he has Brian New. I like that. Smart. And then E is going Joey Nania. All right. Yeah, Everything so. but Scott Martin was good. Good job, yeah. Bart. Wow, he's I, turning his picks around. Good for him. Yeah, and I don't think <laughs> I have his total weight, but what do you guys think will be the hot bait of the event? Hmm. Man, everyone wants to say chatterbait, but I don't think it'll be chatterbait. Um, small, uh, small swim bait, spotted bass, small swim bait, or like a sanko around docks. That kind it's of gonna thing. be it. My my hot pick where you're gonna see like all the guys doing on live the first day if they're not beating the bank is gonna be like a neko rig. That I was gonna to go out the last time they were there with Brent Ayler. A Did football dig and a Neko rig, yeah. Got him oh, to sorry. second place. Max in general. Sorry. Three points. Can't beat Max. Can't beat it. Yeah. Should be fun. So, Exciting. Yeah. Fun to watch. You guys have any other hits that you want to discuss here before we sign off? I, I try to think about like any, because I know BTL is going to come out with like, uh, what is it, different. Odds. Um, Odds on on certain things. I could you better have Jeff back for that. That'd be cool. I I think they're going to. I'm not 100 for sure. So they should. Um, but we'll see. It should be a good one. Um, I wonder how many companies are actually going to have booths there this year. Um, so that'll be cool. Yeah, it looked like I saw the part of the floor layout. It looked pretty full. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to walking around and. Uh, 
I'm going to need you to take as much stuff as you can and fit in your pockets and send it to me. Oh, you're not going to show up, John? No. It's like a hot skip for you. It's only, what, a couple hours? Five hours? No. It's like seven hours. It's not going to happen this year. But Knoxville next Knoxville's like four hours. I'm going next year. But making a 100%. Go. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna so, yeah, I know it like the back of my hand, so it's it's a, I just can't make it this year. I wish I could, but yeah, business Fair business. So, so well, we're cl- before we close out here. Me and Bailey, Bailey will be working for his uh, daytime job, but I'll be out floating around and handing out some serious angler stickers there. So if you if you see me, make sure you hit me up. But I'm gonna be conservative on it because I only have so many to give. <laughs> So uh, there might be some games played, like you, if you can find me here between this hour or something, might do that. I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do, but maybe we'll have some fun with it. And uh, Dick Duck, it seems to be pretty sad that you're not going to show up this year, John. I know. Maybe, it, you know what? Maybe my in-laws are supposed to come in town that weekend, so maybe I'll surprise them and just get in the truck and drive. <laughs> they would uh, love that. <laughs> <laughs> like it. They would. I haven't decided yet. So awesome podcast, guys. Thanks yeah, for great. joining. Um, yeah. We had no idea you were coming on. It's always good to see you, John, especially when yeah, you're was... a speedo. So <laughs> that helped. Yeah. I was but, supposed yeah. to write like poems and stuff, and that, that didn't happen. So it's fair enough. Oh, well. well, as always, thank you for filling in and uh For now, I hope everybody has a good night, and we will see you on Monday with Business from the Bass. But real quick, who? what is the Business from the Bass episode, Deacon? Sweet episode. Side pot fishing, guys. Uh, A guy who fished the NBFL last year created this, um, basically a website. But for those of you kind of in that AAA division, um, Opens, Toyota Series, as well as the NPFL, He's got a buy-on addition going on with a 90% payback. It's kind of an interesting situation. Just kind of um, helps with the situation of not being able to make money fishing at that level um, if you want to increase the stakes. So kind of a cool thing. Listen to the show Monday morning. Awesome. Awesome. So make sure you guys all tune in. And then uh, Tuesday night will be Tuesday night live. Um, I don't remember who... Uh, Bailey said we're going to have on Tuesday. I'd have to go back and check it, but uh, make sure you guys tune in for that and look for the post, and we will see everybody there. And uh, you guys, thank you so much, and have a good night. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.